Shalom Aleichem, Shavua Tov to all of you, listeners of this great station, station that broadcasts only the Vret Torah, the Vret Musar, the Vret Orerut, the Vret Anacha, and obviously also religious music. This is Rabbi Elbaz from SLC. Uh, I'm going to discuss a portion from the Torah, which we actually we read this we read this every Shabbat during Shahrit. It says, "Veshameru b'neseret Shabbat." The Bnei Israel are to keep the Shabbat, and this is the Dorotam generations and generations to come. But it says, "Berit Olam." This is a forever kind of a covenant. Then it says, "Beni." Uben Bene Israel between me and the Bnei Israel. This covenant of the Shabbat is between me and the Bnei Israel. And Ot Hileona. This is a Ot, a sign forever. Now, the Mechilta in Parashat Kitisa asks a question. Why does it say Beni Uben Bene Israel? The Shabbat is between me and the Bnei Israel. Aren't all the mitzvot Bnei and Bnei Israel? What does that mean? Between me and the Bnei, well, well, well of course, it's uh, whatever. Akadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah. He gave it to us, not to the Goyim. He asked the Goyim, did he rejected it for whatever reason? He gave it to us. So what's the pshat? Has nothing to do with the Goyim. As a matter of fact, the Goyim have exactly Sheva mitzvot Bnei Noah. The Sheva mitzvot are Abu Dazara. This is for the Goyim now. Meaning that they are not allowed to uh, bow down to foreign idols. Murder. They're not allowed to, uh, to murder, to kill. Gilu Arayot. Not immorality either. Ever Minahai. They're not allowed to uh, take a, a live animal and pull a piece of it and, and eat it. They have to have some kind of shahita until the animal is dead. Birkat Hashem, Rahmanat Islam, they're not allowed to uh, uh, to say things uh, bad uh, for Hashem. Gezel, they're not allowed to steal. And finally, Dinim, they're supposed to also establish courts that will judge them according to the Sheva Mitzvot. So, the, the Sheva Mitzvot do not include Shabbat. Shabbat is a part of them. So we know that Shabbat is not for the Goyim. Matter of fact, uh, according to Masechet Sanhedrin, the Gemara, it says the Goyim is not allowed to keep the Shabbat for the sake of keeping the Shabbat. And if he does, he would be punished severely. He's not supposed to. For the sake of Shabbat, uh, if he wants to rest because it happens to be a day of rest for him for whatever reason, fine. But to keep the Shabbat for the sake of Shabbat, not allowed to. So what do we mean by Beni or Ben Bene Israel? What's the idea? This is something special here. There's some special significance about the Shabbat that does not uh, exist in other mitzvot. According to the Rambam, if we look at Rambam, Terumot, you know, a Jew in Eretz Israel, whenever he has a 
produce, he has a farm, and he grows whatever, uh, wheat, barley, whatever. First thing he has to do is, after he gets the crop all done, he's supposed to take teruma for the Kohen. Teruma is about 2%, roughly 2%. After that, he takes the Ma'aser, 10% for the Levi. Now, this 2% that he takes first, which is a teruma, goes to the Kohen. And a Jew is not, uh, a Jew, I mean an Israelite, a person who is Israel, is not allowed to eat from it. It goes to the Kohen. Once he separates it, it, it becomes teruma, and only the Kohen can eat it. Now, if a Goy, a Goy also lives in Israel, and he, want, he wants, for some reason, he wants to separate teruma and give it to the Kohen. Once he separates it, even though he's a Goy, it becomes teruma. It has Kedusha just like if a Jew did it. And only the Kohen can eat it. Nobody else can. A, a regular Jew cannot. If, if a Goy wants to put on tefillin, he could put on tefillin. We're not going to stop him. He wants to come into the sukkah and eat with you, fine. There's nothing wrong. I mean, we, we, we don't stop. We don't tell him, no, you can't. Get out. Or he wants to eat matzah and pesah, fine. But Shabbat, he can't. He cannot keep the Shabbat for the sake of keeping the Shabbat. What's, what, is, what is the difference here? The Briskarov tells us something very interesting. He says, Shabbat is not only a mezvah, it's a matana, it's a gift. It says in Midrash, matana, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, matana tova yeshli bebet genazai. I have a precious gift in my treasure house, Ushma Shabbat, and the name is Shabbat. Lech Leodiam, go tell them about it. This is a precious gift. Not just a misva, a gift. In fact, during the prayer shahrit of every Shabbat, during the Amidah, we say, Velo netato Hashem elokenu You did not give the Shabbat to the Goim of other lands. Only to your people, Israel, you gave it with love. To the seed of Yaakov that you chose. Only the Bnei Israel. This is a gift. Besides, if you're a great mitzvah, it's also a gift. And let, let's look at this from the point of view of a gift. If a man has five children and he has $5 million, he wants to give a gift to the five children. Okay? Distributes this $5 million to the five children. Now, this is a gift. Only those five children can receive that money. Somebody else can't. If he does, he's a gazlan. He's a thief. A stranger cannot have any part of that money. Shabbat is the same thing. It's a gift to us. A gift to the Bnei Israel. Being that it's a gift, then other 
nations cannot share it with us. This is a matana. That is the difference. We cannot have a goy keep the Shabbat for the sake of keeping the Shabbat. Now, Shabbat is an extremely important thing. There was uh, one time, there was a wealthy man who had a, a factory that was working seven days a week. And uh, his son was very, very sick. Went to several different doctors. And they don't give him any hope. So many people said to him, you know what? Hey, what do you lose? Go to the Chavez Chaim. Shalom. A great man. He gives you a blessing and Hashem will help. Well, he was Jewish, but it was not, you know, so religious. He kept uh, his factory working on Shabbat. So he goes to the Chavez Chaim. He tells him his plight. He's willing to pay whatever. He should give a blessing that the son should recover. The Chavez Chaim asks him, what do you do? Well, is, uh, you know, he has a factory. and when Is the factory open on Shabbat? Say, yes. Say, okay. Here's what we do. You promise me that from now on, you're not going to open on Shabbat any longer. Close the factory every Shabbat. And I will give you a special beracha. And you, son, Be'ezat Hashem, he will recover. So he doesn't know what to do. You know, this is something, a uh, very big deal here. For him to close the Shabbat, on Shabbat, he never did. Thinks about it. He sees, well, the health of his son is much more important. So he tells Chavitz Chaim, okay, I, I agree, I will close on Shabbat. Except that this coming Shabbat, this one Shabbat, only, I can't. I have to go and tell the people, I have to let everybody know that this is the, the last Shabbat, the employees, uh, the buyers, and the vendors, everyone, I had to tell them, please, give me just this one Shabbat. And the Hafez Chaim turns to him and says, Sir, Shabbat does not belong to me. Shabbat comes from Hashem. He gave us a gift, a great gift. I cannot take that gift and just throw it away. He says, no. You have to start now. This Shabbat you start. You, don't, you close the shop starting this coming week. He did agree. And with the help of HaKadosh Baruch and the Berachah of the Chavetz Chaim, his son did recover. Well, we're talking about Chavetz Chaim, a great sage and a man of, 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 of strength in, in, uh, in Sitkut and Hasidut. You know, the greater a man is, the closer he is to Hashem. And Hashem listens. Sadiq Gozer, Kadosh Baruch Hu Mikayim. So, that's, that is, that's what happened. Now, Shabbat is so important that it is, at all, you know, we, we all say 
is this. If we want to say someone is observant, what do we say? Is Shomer Tefillin, Shomer Sukkot, or Shomer Pesach, or is it Shomer Shabbat? If he's Shomer, that is the yardstick. If he's Shomer Shabbat, most probably he's Shomer other Mitzvot. Shabbat is very important. Rabbi Lau was a former chief rabbi of Israel, the, not the present one, the father. He said something interesting. He said, imagine a, a hatan and a kala. They go out on dates, and, well, they like each other, but they might not get married, so first they get engaged. So what does a hatan do in general? He brings a diamond ring to the kala. Here is a diamond ring. This is for you. Great. After the diamond ring, the engagement, well, now starts several different arguments, as usual. Which hole to take? I want this hole. I want that hole. Which orchestra? Which flowers? Which this? Which that? All, but all these arguments, they get settled. But if there is an argument that is so bad, so horrific, that the kala takes out the ring and tells the hatan, here's your ring back. Everything is over. Everything else can be settled. You give the ring back, it's over. Shabbat is a ring. At Hasinai, we were married to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He gave us Shabbat as a ring. If God forbid, we're not keeping the Shabbat properly. We don't observe it the way it should be. It's like giving the ring back. That means it's all over. Shabbat is the sign. Ot he. The Olam forever. Or like the Chafiz Chaim pointed out, he said, this is like a person, he has a store. And on the top of the store, he's got uh, his name or the name of the store that he had, you know, the name of the store that he owns. Uh, and and whatever, let's say he sells shoes, a shoe store. And, and then he's got the Haddad shoe store. Now, if you come one day and you see the store is closed, he said, well, most probably, maybe he's sick, maybe he's on vacation, whatever, possible. And later on, it's going to open again. But if you come to the store and you see the sign on top, Haddad shoe store is gone, it means it's, it's finished. That the man has left the store altogether. Hafiz Chaim says the Shabbat is that sign on top of the store. If God forbid we don't observe it properly, that means, means it's over. Finished. We, as Amsegulna, as children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we have to do all the 613 misvot. Without doubt. But sometimes, Certain things on Shabbat we're not careful about. It's unfortunate. I've seen it in this community. But we have to be extremely careful. 
if you have a doubt about what to do, or what is allowed, what's not allowed, ask your rabbi. He will tell you if something is allowed or not. But Shabbat, we have to keep it. Veshameru et Shabbat. They have to keep the Shabbat. And this is Berit Olam. This is a covenant between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A special gift that he gave us. We cannot turn and uh, give kulot, uh, leniencies that don't exist. You have to properly at all times keep the Shabbat. Now there's something that uh, I want to mention uh, about uh, obviously the one of the uh, main uh, uh, topics uh, in the Parashat Kitisa is of course the uh, the passage of the Egel. I just want to mention one quick thing. The Bnei Israel somehow uh, they they were lied to. It, it was uh, uh, something that started with the loy and kept on going like a runaway train. Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to come on a certain day, right? on the 17th of Tammuz, and they thought it was going to come, no, the day before. And what happened? The Satan came and he showed, he showed them the coffin of Moshe Rabbeinu. And they thought he was, he was gone. They thought that Moshe Rabbeinu died. So they started, oh, if Moshe Rabbeinu is not here, uh, we have to have something. We've got to appoint something. Okay, let's have the Egel. They did. And even the Egel was not actually chiseled by anybody. It was just came out like that. They, they put a hunk of, uh, of gold in the fire, and the Egel came. Now imagine, we have, according to what the Torah says, we have thousands of people singing, dancing, with the music blasting all over for hours. And this is going on. And all of a sudden, Moshe Rabbeinu comes in and the entire camp, everyone keeps quiet. All of a sudden, silence all over. What happened to all the tumult that they had before? It all quieted down. They all died. That's it. No arguments. What's happening? You know, it's like you're sitting in a very dark uh, a dark room, all of a sudden you put the light on, oh, psh, oh wow. The darkness completely gone in a second. They had the darkness in their brains. And now, Moshe Rabinu is there. Everything fades. Everything disappears. It's quiet. What happens? They were lied to. They told them lies. Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. He didn't. Sheker has no legs. The, even the word Sheker, Resh, is one leg. Nothing can, can stand one leg. Kuf, only one leg. Sheen also comes to a point. 
Emet is different. Emet, Aleph has two legs. Mem has a whole base. Tet, Tav has two legs. Sheker is on one leg. And when the Emet comes, it throws it away. The truth automatically nullifies the Sheker, the falsehood. That's when Moshe Rabbeinu came in, they realized how wrong they were. They realized the, the falsity of the information that they obtained. And they're all quiet. You know, we've seen something a little bit similar, perhaps. Uh, when I went 20 years ago or so, 25 years ago with Soviet Union. When the communism started, you know, after 1917, and everyone was so hipped up about communism, comrade this, comrade that, you know, oh, we are equal, all equal. We are all going to work the same way. We are all going to be, the, 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 uh, distribute uh, uh, the wealth equally among all of us. <laughs> That's the biggest falsehood. Sheker v'chazav. Towards the end, people were lining up long lines just to be able to buy one loaf of bread. Communism was nothing more than sheker. And what happened? It disappeared. It faded almost overnight. Right away, gone. Germany was two Germanys become one Germany. This, uh, this country here became independent, the other one became independent, but the whole thing disappeared, and Russia became Russia on its own. Why? Because when the truth comes out, then everything that was false before will disappear quickly. And the Hafez Chaim says, this is what's going to happen in the days of the Mashiach. When the Mashiach will come and he will try to teach the nations that there's only one God in the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who gave us the Torah Nar Sinai, when he comes and he explains to them, they will listen because falsehood will disappear when truth comes out. When they will see what the truth is, then everything that they had before is going to fade and disappear. The Mashiach, when he will come, and Be'azat Hashem, we hope that he should come very speedily. We hope, every day we hope the Mashiach will be here. And we pray that the Mashiach will come. And when the Mashiach will come, Be'azat Hashem, we will be in a much better situation. Am Israel will be shown as being the real Am Segula. Shalom Aleichem. And Rabbutai want to also uh, emphasize the fact that this is a great station. I've done this almost in every, every show that I've given because I do believe this is a very good cause. And if you can, try to contribute as much as you can. It's very important to keep this station alive. At the same time, I think I've mentioned before that we have a beautiful, stunning hall 
We all have uh, also have automatic LED lights, which really it, 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 beautiful. I mean, you have to see this. So if you have a simha, whatever it is, uh, brit milah, wedding, bar mitzvah, engagement, come take a look. I'm sure you would like it. Shavuot tov, and tiskula mitzvot.